been, not been known to be quiet. Um, I'm teaching today, or sharing a message. It's uh, my first time, and uh, uh, just to let you guys know, honestly, I've been a bit overwhelmed at the thought of sharing something about the gospel. Um, I don't feel like I'm adequate to, be, to speak about something that is uh, so precious, and it's about our Lord. And I uh, just want to let everybody know I would never have done this on my own um, because I just know I'm unworthy and just pretty much pretty scared to be doing it. But uh, a lot of prayer, a lot of guidance, some pushiness from a couple of people in here. Um, but uh, a lot of support, especially for my bride. She told me I could. So um, I believe God says I can too. Um, you know, I've never been given this opportunity, but uh, I'm glad I am. And, uh a little bit nervous, so it'll probably show. You might hear cracked voices, uh, shaking hands, and maybe even some craziness that comes out of my mouth. But I hope, and my prayer has been that we, uh, it comes from God, and that uh, my other prayer that I've had this week, I shared it with the pastor, is um, not focus on my fears, my weaknesses, but focus on what God can do uh, through me and through us. So um, I'm going to pray again, and then we'll get started. So. Bow your heads again. Father God, you are awesome, Lord, and uh, I feel that every day. I thank you for uh, putting me in a place where I need to be connected to you at every moment, Lord, that uh, it allows me to not focus on the negativity or the bad things in, in, in my own life or my own sins, temptations, or whatever it is, Father. Um, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for this church and the people in this church. I pray for them this morning. I've been praying for them, Lord. I pray that uh, the word that uh, is spoken this morning, the, the, the message that's being shared, Lord, is uh, something that can be taken away from here. Uh, I definitely think the, the verse, the, the Bible, the things that we're talking about are important, specifically the one verse. Um, I pray that we can take that and use that through not only our coming week, but uh, um, through life, Lord. For me, memorizing this verse and studying on this verse, Lord, I, I thank you for that. I think it's important. Um, this morning, Father, I just pray give me the confidence and the right words to speak about your power, speak about you, speak about the gospel, Lord. Lord, grant me clarity this morning and understanding as I hopefully will share your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so put it off long enough. Oh, it's already up. Cool. So this morning... We're talking about temptation, and uh, specifically, we're going to focus on 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And uh, I looked up the word temptation, and I was surprised. I, it says, it is the desire, the urge, and this other word I like, the itch. And, and, and the way we're talking about temptation today, man, that itch got, that word, the itch got me. And the way they're using it today, ugh, it just sounds gross. But uh, I could relate to it. So uh, that's part of what the thing, uh, the definition said. It also goes on to say, temptation is the impulse to do something wrong or unwise. And I'm like, man, I can relate to that. So the, this morning we are going to talk about temptation. Temptation comes in many forms. And I truly believe that sometimes we refuse to recognize it. And uh, we're good at looking the other way. Um, temptation is not... Uh, it, it's a bit separate from sin, but temptation leads to sin if we follow through on it uh, on our temptation. So, um, let me go to the next slide. 
Oh, he said point it back there. How's that work? Aha, you didn't tell me that. There you go. All right, here's the verse. There is no temptation that has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. Um, I This verse came out of a book that I was doing with uh, German and Alan, and we were memorizing verses, and it was funny. I was telling Rich when this one came up, that was God, three months ago maybe, a little bit longer. Um, it, it, it resonated with me, and I started studying the verse itself. I spent a lot of time studying the verse, studying the whole chapter, studying all of 1 Corinthians. I tried real hard not to uh, listen to anybody else speaking about it. I started a couple times and pulled back because I thought it would mess me up. But uh, it's a great verse. We're gonna, I'm going to talk about that verse, take it apart this morning. But uh, before I do that, sometimes with temptation, is, uh, it's a big thing. And I want to share a couple stories of temptation for me. Um, this temptation was a temptation because I, be I believed or felt that I deserved what I wanted, even if it hurt others, because I was hurting or I had a need. And I think temptation, a lot of times, we, I'm hurting. I have a need. I need to, I, I need to follow through on my temptation. So um, this temptation I had was the last time I was in Mexico, which was, I believe, last year. We were in Mexico, and uh, <laughs> there was uh, people that come that my, part of my job with, uh, or part of my uh, ministry with I-68 is that I work with a lot of the groups that come. So I start talking to groups. They come from all over the country. They come from here, and uh, we, sometimes it's a year before they come up. So, And I also deal with individuals that want to join. So this one older lady, she was 85 years old. She wanted to come down. So I ended up spending, it took her about a year and a half to get down there. And uh, she raised her own money, and she came down. Well, the very first morning that she came, that I, uh, she, the very first morning of the first day of the build, she walks up to me and she goes, I just want to let you know that here's my money, and a bunch of people gave me money. And so she had a lot of money. And she goes, here, I'm, I want to donate it, right? Well, nobody knew I had that money. And at the time, I own a business. So um, sometimes when you own a business, you don't get paid. Sometimes it's a struggle. And we were struggling at that time. Um, and so I had this pile of money. And I mean, it was a big pile of money. It was a lot of money. And uh, I put it in my pocket. And uh, I, hang, I hung on to it for about a day and a half, maybe two days. And uh, I mean, the temptation was nobody will know. Nobody will know anything. Nobody will know it. I can just. In fact, at that point, a lot of times when you're there, if you haven't paid, nobody asks you. You're just there, right? So I like I don't even have to give in the $250. I can keep that too. It, it went through my head, and it, part of that is that um, the temptation part was strong, right? And, but I had enough sense, I think, to um, constantly question myself. But at the same time, I held on to that money. I did not tell anybody, and I kept it with me, and uh, it, it, it got heavy. Part of, the, part of the outcome of that, which we'll talk about later on some other things, is the consequence of that is it kind of ruined the two days before I finally uh, gave it back was because uh, I was focused on it. So I'm not focusing on God at that time. I'm fo focusing on temptation and my sin that I want to commit because uh, I want this money. Um, I finally, I, I made, okay, I'm in, on the third and last day of the build, I'm like, I'm going to turn it in. 
And I'm like, okay, I'm good. My wife knows nothing about this at that time, by the way. She knows now, but she did not then, so she's not part of this. Um, this was my temptation. I just want to make sure she's a good person. She's a saint because she's married to me. But anyway, um, okay, so I'm going to give it back. So on the last day, we, we have a devotional. We eat breakfast, and then we sit down in a group of chairs, what, 50, 60 of us at the time. Um, somebody gave a devotional. Scott, who leads, got up, and he sh he's got up, and he's sharing. Um, he usually gets up, shares, and he does announcements. So I've already made up my mind to give it back, but I still hadn't given it back. So here's where God comes in on uh, just, I think because I made the decision that I, I wasn't going to go through on my temptation. He's sitting there, and Scott goes, hey, I just want to let everybody know that I've had a lot of people come to me and say they want to donate money to finish this house because we do a basic house, and then if you want to do sheetrock, people buy sheetrock and stoves and water tanks and all kinds of things. And he goes, a lot of people have come, so what I want you to do is you, all that money give it to David. So I'm like, okay, God, you are messing with me right now. And I mean, I was like, oh, wow. So I got all that money. So, and I mean, people are giving me money. Well, and these guys can relate. A lot of times after devotional, Scott, gone. We're all headed to the site. So now I'm walking around. I got money in my pocket. And we're not talking hundreds. This was thousands of dollars. But, uh, you know, I think I was just smart enough not to run away from Christ at that point. I ran towards Christ. I had just enough sense or the Holy Spirit worked enough in me maybe just because we were in Mexico and whatever it was I did get through it so um, I was glad but at the same time kind of ashamed about it but I want to share that with you guys so um, let's take that first line no temptation has seized you except what is common to man you know it's funny because I think we like to think we're alone in our temptations um, we say things like I can't help it you don't understand what I'm going through I'm a victim I needed to follow through on that. Well, I'm here to tell you, sorry, temptation is common to everyone. There is nothing new under the sun. Expect it, count on it, count on the fact that you will be tempted, but count on the fact that not any more than anyone else. And, you know, we have a tendency to believe we are the only ones that are being tempted, and we're the only ones that, that this personal temptation is affecting. It's not true. If you read all chapter 10 of this, it's, it's Paul talking about the Jewish people and how they were tempted, fleeing from their captors. They're in the presence of God, and they're tempted. And a lot of them, of course, sin from that. And, you know, what's important there is that happened, what, thousands of years ago. And it's basically the same type of temptations we're having now, right? So temptation is common to everybody. We all have it, right? Temptations is Satan's way of getting us to sin. You know, just this past week, preparing for today, the enemy was at me all week, you know, and I was just, oh, it was just crazy. I'm just like, this is driving me nuts. I can't think. I want to do something bad. I want to drink, whatever. And, uh, but I was going through it, and one of the cool things was I think God used that experience because of this today just to show me how easy it was to step away from it, to turn away from those temptations. And uh, the good thing that came out of it is uh, this week was Ted Troubles, but a lot of focus on Christ this week, this past week. So um, it's from Satan. It's always happening, and everybody's been tempted, including Christ. I mean, 40 days in the desert. What happened after that? Big temptation. And those temptations, had he gave in to those temptations, we're not here. 
We're not even in this room. There's no reason. There's no church. There's no nothing. I don't even know if we'll be around anymore. But uh, um, so if Jesus has been tempted and showed us how to get away from temptation, Jesus had the Father. We have the Father and we have Christ. That's how you get away from it. That's, and it's common to everybody. And uh, temptation has been around since the fall of man. It started in the garden and all through history now. It's temptation everywhere. And since that time, you know, the world's turned into the battleground for souls, right? And, it, and, and, and temptation does not come from God. It comes from the enemy. And, you know, personally, I don't like the enemy. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like it because he just likes to mess with me all the time. And I can't wait to go to heaven because I figure I won't get messed with anymore. But we're living in a fallen world, and life can and will be a test. So let's not pity ourselves because we think we're special. All of God's faithful servants have faced similar temptations. And I'm going to share just a few of those temptations that I struggle with. Maybe some of you too. If not, I'm sure you guys can put in there your own temptations. So I have a temptation to be bitter, resentful, and vengeful. And uh, sometimes I get consumed with my anger and a desire. And my desire is to get even no matter what. And it's sometimes hard not to walk at somebody in a, an aggressive way instead of walking at them in forgiveness. And it's something that I struggle with. Pornography. I've struggled with pornography. Um, had uh, challenges with it in the past. And for me, I think it's one of the biggest ones that affect a lot of young men in this country. And uh, it's becoming bigger and bigger of a problem with technology. And I personally am just so thankful that I have Christ in my life because um, it would take over my life. I know it would. And that's one of the things I struggle with. I worry and be anxious. I mean, this whole past week, I mean, ask my pastors and my elder. They'll tell you that, whew, I've been driving them crazy, I'm sure. Talking to anybody, trying to get somebody to say, yeah, you don't, you don't need to do this. I'm very anxious. Um, and I was telling Rich, the only person that said I shouldn't be doing this was my great-grandson going, you're not a pastor. Where's your certificate? He, was, he goes, no, you do announcements. That's what he said. So um, putting my phone above others. This is another big one for all of us, right? Go to a restaurant. Go to the coffee shop. Five people sitting at a table doing that, right? I think that's bad. I think that's a temptation. We have a temptation to just, it's easier to do this and to communicate and interact with everybody. And then... Uh, I have a temptation when I get tempted, I hold grudges. And again, I, I have a temp, I'm tempted and have a lot of challenges to uh, not forgive just because someone treated me badly. And you guys know that if we're all bad, right? We've probably treated someone bad in our past. So the good news is that we're not an island unto ourselves. Chances are that there are folks out there that have the same temptations. Nothing's new under the sun. The cool thing is some of them have overcome their temptations. I don't believe we get rid of them. I think we get rid of some of them, but I think that we can just overcome them. And uh, I believe that's because we've learned to run away from our temptations to Christ. So I, I like that. That's that first line, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. The second line of that is God is faithful and God is faithful. So not only is he saying it's not going to be unique, he's faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So not only is God telling us that we're not alone, but on top of that, he's also faithful. But hear this, because this is a powerful line here, and it was a big eye-opener for me. 
I think a lot of people mistake this line, and I could be wrong, but uh, put a lot of studying into it. I think God does allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear in our own selves and by ourselves. Uh, God does not allow us to have more on our plate that we can handle, or God does allow us to have more on his plate to handle so that we can go to him, right? And this line is saying that we need him because we're not strong enough by ourselves to handle temptation. And uh, we don't have to give in as long as we can rely on him because he can. He will never allow us to be in a situation where we can say, I had to give in, there was no way out, because I believe that's the plea of a defeated sinner. I think if you think you can't get out of it, then you're sinning because Christ strengthens you, right? He's the man. He's awesome. And uh, I must say this. If you're a non-believer, boy, it must suck because you're going to be tempted just like we are, and you're never going to be able to, we will not be able to bear those temptations, and it will always lead to sin. And I say this. We don't stand a chance by ourselves. And this line says, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Yes, he will, but only you can't handle. He can, we can handle it through him. Um, tell you a quick story about when my wife and I got first got saved, uh, how we thought we were being tempted beyond what we could bear. Um, we had to figure it out, I think, that we couldn't fix anything by ourselves, especially both. We both started following Christ around the same time. We were already having challenges at the time. And our temptations were in full swing. I used to uh, give my testimony saying that um, the reason we were going through trouble was because we did get saved. Now the enemy's coming after us because we got saved. I don't believe that. I believe we would have went through it anyway, and we were going through it anyway. And the cool thing is, is that we did have Christ. We were believers because that's, I believe, how we got through it. Um, it was a huge thing for us that we went through. And I think we were on a path to divorce at the time. Um, all the temptations we were experiencing were pretty big ones. Some of them I gave into uh, and became sin. But you know what? We were new believers. There was a little bit of a miracle there. We both recognized, I think, around the same time that we were going through was not beyond what we could bear and that through God's power, we not only made it through that sad time, but we learned that through Christ all things are possible, right? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so um, it's important that you, you, you read that that way. Um, the last line, I love this line. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Last part of that line is important about enduring it. Um, this is my favorite part of the verse because before I understood the verse, I made the mistake of thinking that through Christ, my temptations were going to go away, right? That, oh, they're, I'm done now. I used to go, oh, yeah. Remember when I was a first believer? I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to have this problem. I'm not going to have this problem. Uh, that's not true. Um, I think that uh, my, my temptations have not gone away. But through Christ, I've learned to live with those temptations without acting on them. And, again, the escape plan is easy. It's running to Christ. Otherwise, those temptations become sin. And I believe this is God's way of escape, God's way out. You know, I still have temptations, still have a lot of them. had them my whole life. They're probably not going to go away. But... The ones that I focused on Christ, I endure them through them. I can carry that weight because God carries that for me. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to continue to be tempted. There's no way around it because uh, it's just what it is. It's part of our life. We're sinful. God promises that uh, we'll have victory over temptation if we, if we retreat to him. The way of escape is literally the way out. 
And this is how we escape the clutches of sin. But, it, but we have to be on our guard. And to achieve that, we need to arm ourselves that comes, right, from prayer and from the word. I mean, thank God we have this, huh? We would be walking blind. He's given us everything we need right here, and it's huge. That and just being in fellowship with Christ, fellowship with other believers, I think that's what strengthens us and gives us the strength to not act on the bad things that are in our head, the bad thoughts in our, ha- in our, our, uh, our minds and in our hearts. Uh, you know, Matthew 4.4 he answered, and God's answered and said, It is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what this is right here. This is the words that come from the mouth of God. And uh, I've learned that even though there's escape also, that we can escape or we can get out of it because we can endure it, there's uh, outcomes from that. It's not going to usually be easy or comfortable escaping, and I believe in consequences. Just like when you forgive your kid for stealing from you, right? You, you, you forgive him, but you probably are not going to trust him with certain things. He has to earn that trust. And uh, um, there are consequences. And I'll, I'll share another little story. <laughs> Let me turn on that slide. It'll just go. Okay, so this is a map. And see the square up there? That's where I used to live. Right at the top of Alaska, I went up there in the 70s and uh, lived with Eskimos, and uh, it was quite an interesting. It's called Barrel, and it's uh, actually the farthest North American point on the continent. Uh, about 2,000 people, um, probably 1,960 of them were Eskimos, and the rest were a mixture of people. But um, I was living there, the Inupiat people, as they called them, and I got an opportunity. I had a lot of opportunities, but I got an opportunity to go on a a camping trip that required us to get on a boat to get there. So I don't know if you guys, those that know me, I get sick in an elevator. Um, I get sick if I'm not driving. Um, I come from a family of sickos that all got sick, and we used to drive around with uh, coffee cans in the car because my dad's not stopping, and I'm puking, and then my brother's puking because I'm puking, and then my sister's puking. So I knew, I was aware, I knew I should not have gone on this thing, but I went. Because I was tempted, and uh, I went anyway, and then <laughs> there was consequences that I ignored, ignored. So when we headed out, it was awesome. The water was great. I mean, it was one of the best things I ever did. It was calm. I saw whales, uh, killer whales, all kinds of things I got to see in the, uh, the water. And so we're on the water for like two days. It was great. I'm thinking, this is awesome. We're fishing. There's 10 of us on this boat. And then um, the Beaufort Sea, what that's called up there. It decided to turn um, what it does best, and that is it turned bad really quick. And uh, I started to get sick, and then I got sicker, and then I got sicker. And after a day of constantly, um, I had drunk every bit of liquid on that boat. They were mad. And I don't drink soda, and I'm pounding soda because when you're in that type of mode, you just need something in your system. They'd have me positioned in the corner of the boat. Nobody's allowed around me. Uh, they didn't like me. Um, anyway, after going out through this for, uh, um, I don't know, two days, day and a half, they were so upset at this point, they called search and rescue. Search and rescue came out in a six-seater helicopter. Guy lowered down on his cable. He hooked me up, and he took me up. And when I heard they were coming, I'm like, this is so awesome. I'm so glad to get off this boat. I'm tired. And my wife knows when I get sick, I can get sick like that. She says I'm a baby, but 
just because she doesn't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> this guy lowers down, he gets me up, but guess what? And I'm in a helicopter. And now I got a 20 minute, 30 minute ride back to town. I am 10 times sicker now. The only good part is they were out for another four or five hours. I'm back in in 20, 30 minutes. I am, the guy's mad at me. I have thrown up all over the search and rescue helicopter. So here's the consequences of that. I'm like, boy, you're just dumb. I was sick. I mean, I missed a week's worth of work, lost the pay, everything, because I allowed my temptation. I followed my temptation. I got, because my temptation led me to getting sick, I found a way out, because God will give us a way out, right? But I had to endure through it, which was I had to, oh, just constantly. Um, I've only been on a boat one other time, and that was to take my wife a couple years ago, and we went over to Catalina Island and threw up the whole way. <laughs> we were supposed to go for a six-hour cruise. The guy just <laughs> straight there. We were there in, what, 30 minutes, I think? It's like, get off the boat. Um, but I did that for my wife, so that was a good thing. Um, what's that? I said I enjoyed it. Yeah, she had a blast. She was at the front. What's he doing back there? Repainting my boat. Um <laughs> You know, this ver there's a lot to this verse, right? Um, one of the things I read about this verse, just in, like yesterday and this morning, because I actually said, well, let me read some stuff about it. This is a verse you need to memorize. This is a good verse. This is a verse that you can use, right? I'm walking around for the last three months going, there's no temptation that sees me. There's no temptation that sees me. There's no temptation. God's going to provide a way out. God's going to provide a way out. And it helped me a lot. So um, I don't know what happened to Penny. Penny memorized it this week. I thought that was cool. Um, so takeaways. All right. The main thing is the main thing, right? Temptation is all about sin. The next part of that, it's our choice. It's our choice to do it. And we've always had free will. For me, the challenge is I can't, I make the wrong choices every time. And I just thank God I'm living in grace and that I have that. Temptation is common, right? We're not alone. Even though temptation comes in many uh, forms, we all face the same giants. Uh, under the sun, for the, uh, since, since Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, it's been that, so, uh, that same way. Temptation is limited but can still be intense. And that's what I was talking about. Get out of it, but you can still get it in. And you may never be able to remove your temptations. I think that's important because that's what this really taught me was, I, I want my temptations to go away. I don't want them. I want to have a clean slate. I believe you can have a clean slate, but here's the problem with that. You got to have a clean slate. <laughs> that means you can't go. If you start putting stuff into your brain, it don't go away. It stays there forever. So um, temptation is winnable. That's through Christ, right? For all of us, we can't win over our temptation on our own unless we are living our life in Christ. In Christ, we can't be overtaken by temptation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Whew. I can't believe I got through that. Um, I'm going to pray, and then I'll sit down. We're going to sing. They're going to sing one more song, and uh, I hope you guys got something out of it. If you have any questions about this, if you're, if you want to talk about um, what this means, you can talk to Rich, me, anybody in here. Um, I encourage you to memorize this one. For me, memorization is a tough, tough thing. I have no retention ability, and. Um, doing this book, I think I've memorized like 10 of them, but this one is really good to me. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll uh, have the last song.